If we can return to our first love, can you imagine what God can do in a church? God can do far and beyond more than we could ever imagine. That if we tonight would begin to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and we would repent and return back to the Lord, and the Lord would begin a revival in each one of our hearts, can you imagine what we can do in this world? Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're in an ongoing series where our focus is on God's amazing, incomparable love. As Raul leads us through our passage today, we'll get an honest look at the way our love is expressed toward the Lord and see what it takes to move back to a more sincere and robust love for Christ. If your devotion has cooled, you'll be encouraged to repent and recommit to a love relationship that enriches your life and increases your capacity to bless others. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins today's message, Remembering Your First Love. We invite you to join us now in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. I was asking the Lord, what should I teach tonight? And I just really, I struggle and I kind of wrestle with the Lord about this because there's no really New Year's resolutions or there's no New Year's of any kind of thing where you're going to surrender this, surrender that. But one of the things that God wants to do with the church, not just this church, but any church. When John the Beloved was in the island of Patmos, the Lord gave him seven messages to seven churches. It doesn't mean there were only seven churches. When I went to Turkey and we visited Ephesus, and I've been to all seven churches, but Ephesus left a real imprint in my heart. My granddaughter was only two years old when we went there, and uh, we went with Chuck and all these people, and I've been back three or four times. And when you go to Ephesus, you begin to see that not only was it a beautiful city, Beautiful city. But then you have a stadium outside of the city that said 25,000 people. Where they all went to entertain themselves. And one of the things about the church of Ephesus that the Lord spoke to her about. Is that every church had a problem that they were not only committing. And then at the same time the church of Ephesus, the name Ephesus means desired ones. Let's read what he says in this message, beginning in chapter 2, verse 1. He says, To the angel or the pastor of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he who holds the seven stars in his right hand. So here the Lord Jesus Christ is he and the seven stars that he's holding in his hand, in his right hand. He says, And he walks in the middle of the seven golden stands. He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And I found them to be liars. And you have preserved and noticed and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your first love. 
Now, the Lord Jesus Christ here is speaking to this church. It was the church that was doing a lot of works. I mean, a lot of works were being done. And because of their works, they thought that everything was okay with God. But one of the things that was lacking in the people's heart is that they have moved away from the love of Christ. You go back to the book of Acts chapter 19, where Paul the Apostle came to Ephesus. And John the Baptist had been there because there were 12 disciples that were there in Ephesus. And Paul the Apostle asked them a question. He said, have you guys ever heard of the Holy Spirit? And they said, no. And they said, well, what have you heard? And then he began to share with them the teachings of John the Baptist, which was not the full counsel yet. So Paul the Apostle stayed there and expounded to them about the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon them and baptized them. All 12 of them. Not only all 12 of them, if you study history, and you go back to the book of Acts chapter 19. From chapter 19 to chapter 2 of the book of Revelation was 30 years, historically speaking. It went from a revival to a place where the people in the church of Ephesus had departed from their first love. They had become a church of works, not a church of worship. A church that had no ear to hear what the Holy Spirit was saying to the church. It was a very dangerous position that the church had fallen into. Look what he says in the next verse. He says this, But you have that you hate the deeds or the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. It was the lording over people. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches, plural. Notice. To him who overcomes, I will give him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the middle of the paradise of God. So there's a reward given to those that return back to their first love. Now, it's important that we understand the background to the church here. Remember, the the church of Ephesus, they had the worship of the woman, the many-breasted woman, Diana. And she was an idol to the church of Ephesus. There was a lot of sexual uh, sins in the church of Ephesus. And it was really polluting the people. It was a real test not only to the Christian, like the church of Corinth. Today we're living in a time where there's a lot of seduction. And the reason is because of modern technology. The other reason is because people are not rooted and grounded in the word of God. There are people that do not really know what the Holy Spirit is saying because they're not connected to the Spirit of God, because we're so connected to this world, that instead of becoming spiritual, we become carnal. And remember Paul to the church of Corinthians again in chapter 3. He begins to rebuke them because they were in a state where they were not listening to what God was saying, but they were arguing, they were striving with one another, and there was no spirituality in their lives. So Paul rebukes them. And I feel like the church today, even though the church has moved away from the Lord, God wants to bring the church back to their first love. If we can return to our first love, can you imagine what God can do in a church? It is incredible. God can do far and beyond more than we could ever imagine. Can you imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ, even here tonight, 
would begin to baptize with power each one of us individually. And we don't need 10,000 people. All we need is one person. That if we tonight would begin to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and we would repent and return back to the Lord, and the Lord would begin a revival in each one of our hearts, can you imagine what we can do in this world? A world that has no hope. A world that is asking a lot of questions and have no answers. And this is what God intends to do and He wants to do. And that's why I wanted to speak in the church of Ephesus. Because what He says in verse 5, He says this, Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do your first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. God was giving the opportunity by warning them, look, if you don't return to your first love, I'm going to go somewhere else and work. To me, the saddest thing is when I go around the city and I travel to other cities, to hear of a church that was really turned on to the Lord and God was bringing revival to that church, hundreds, thousands of people in the past. And to go by that church today and it turns into another place. Somebody bought it to do a grocery store, whatever it is. Like in England, when you go to England, when I went in England in the 70s, there were all these churches from these great expositors like Mayers, Spurgeon, all these guys that had huge churches. And as people began to come with their idols and their gods... It was so sad to go to those churches and the heathen had bought those churches and built these churches that were not churches, but they were places of worship of the heathen gods. Sad. And then you look at America today where we're heading. And it's not that we're depressed as a church, but God says that we are salt and light. And what does God want to do in our lives? He wants us not only to be baptized, but He wants to revive our lives so that if people see that we've been revived, imagine what will happen to the world because we need another revival. We really do. Even though churches are filled with people, yet at the same time, can you imagine when the Holy Spirit would come and baptize a church? If we read back in history, when the early church was baptized by the Holy Spirit, they went everywhere and people were getting saved. Miracles and wonders. When Moody preached, when Finley preached, they said that jails were closing down, bars were closing down, and people in the city were coming out by the groves to hear the word of God because the Holy Spirit had fallen upon that city. And I don't doubt God in any way that no matter the condition of the world or the United States of America today, that God can bring a revival into the church. And we need one. But it starts individually with each one of us individually for God to work in our lives. You're listening to Somebody Loves Your Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to spur you on in your walk with the Lord. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll tell you about an MP3 flash drive of this entire series, establishing the powerful reach of God's love. But first, let's rejoin Raul with more of our study, Remembering Your First Love. Whatever is hindering you, whatever is hindering my life, 
We need to take that great examination in our hearts like Jesus coming into the church presently. And watching the people within the church of Ephesus. And saying, you know, everything you're doing is great. Look what he says in verse 2. I know your works, your labor, your patience. That you cannot bear those who are evil. So they hated people they were evil. And yet they themselves were moving away from God. Away from God. They were going through the motions. But they had lost the true motion of the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit intended and wanted to do. Let me give you a little bit of facts. When I got saved in 1972, I went to Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. And it was a time that not only in Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, but God was moving across the United States of America. I remember when I came back from Vietnam and they put me in that hospital, in Oakland Naval Hospital, going over to Hashbury. And it was full of drugs. I mean, things were happening there like you can't believe the hippies were just incredible, getting loaded, and it was really horrible. But then God, God began to save people. And I remember as a non-believer watching these people playing guitars, worshiping, and then when I got saved and came to Calvary Chapel, it was kind of the same thing. All these hippies. And what was incredible is when you went to Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, and you were down on the 405 freeway. And you came to get off the freeway to go to Calvary Chapel. It was full of bean fields. You could see the tent from the freeway at that time. There were no buildings. And people had to park so far away just to get to the tent to get inside. To hear the worship and to hear the word of God. And when you got out of your car, I'm not stretching it here. The Holy Spirit, man, you could feel Him. You could feel His presence. And when you went down to the tent and the people were worshiping the Lord and the Holy Spirit was baptizing people, hundreds of people were getting saved. It was a revival. Hundreds. With love song, gentle faith, mustard seed faith, and all these groups that were going out across the country, they would experience revival wherever they went. People had a heart. They were hungry for God. And even though it was a time of great drug abuse, most of the hippies came out and they were saved and they were healed from all the drugs. And God can do that today. Look at all the drugs today that we have among the young people. And it was not only the surrendering of the will and as Pastor Chuck would come out and teach the word of God, there was a hunger. Everybody came with the Bible. And then after the studies... They had afterglow services, which means if you wanted to go home, you can go home. And in the fellowship hall, the elders would go to the fellowship hall, and people would come into the fellowship hall, and they would pray and lay hands on them, and they get baptized with the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm not kidding you. I remember. People would get baptized with the Holy Spirit, and some people would speak in French, in other languages, praising God by the Holy Spirit. It was a time of really God moving among His people. And I believe that God today wants to move, He wants to baptize, He wants to do all these things. But the problem is that we're looking at the world and the problem situation, the problems in the world. And God intends for us as we submit to Him and be real and not be ashamed and not be inhabited by anything but truly just surrendering and say, Jesus, I want you to baptize me. 
with your Holy Spirit. And the greatest thing about being baptized with the Holy Spirit is the love of Jesus Christ. They needed to return back to their first love. Love is the key. Love is the key. Paul said, without love, I am nothing. He says, I can speak in tongues. I can prophesy. I have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I have not love. He says, I am like what? Making a bunch of noise. No power. No power. And there are people in the church that have been baptized and have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the reason there is no power is because of their cardinal lives. Because they don't have the love of Jesus Christ in their lives. Too many families fighting. Too many people holding grudges. And it's really important that if we're going to really see God move in my life, in your life, as a church, move in the church, then we need to get rid of all these things. We need to repent. We need to return back to the Lord. So that we can be redeemed by the Lord. And God can use each one of us individually. Wherever we work. Wherever we go to school. Wherever you shop. Wherever you go to the gym. Wherever you are. The power of the Holy Spirit will speak to people. Every one of us here tonight has to examine our hearts. We don't have to be condemned. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But if we really open our hearts to the Lord. And take all the filth that is in our hearts. And be in submission to the power of the Holy Spirit. By submitting to Him. By loving Him. So that we can see the hand of God. Not only in this church. But among the other churches today that are dying. And a lot of those churches they are trying to keep people by doing programs. And programs will never work. It is God's Holy Spirit that works. The only thing that will work. Through the teaching of God's word. Through the submitting of people's lives and through prayer. And by waiting upon God to move upon each one of our hearts and lives. In order. In order for God to empower us and to use our lives. How he wants to use us. Not how we want to be used. And we don't have to be intimidated by that. This is why John here is writing such a powerful letter. Because the church of Ephesus had everything, everything except love. And this is why the Lord is calling upon them. And saying to them, even when Paul came to the church in Ephesus and saw these guys, they were sitting there. They didn't have the power. They had the knowledge, but not the power. And when Paul laid hands on them, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And it says what? They were baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they were never the same again. But, as the next generation came, 30 years it took only for the church to find themselves in a place where they had departed from their first love. God no longer was the most important thing in their lives. Remember what Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He has to be number one in my life. Number two is my family. And number three, whatever God has in my life. But He has to be number one. If He is the most important in my life, guess what? Your job and everything else you do in life and your family, it will fall in place. The problem is when the Lord is not number one. And everything else is number one, and he's the last one, and everything's out of chaotic. It's out of order. And maybe tonight, as we've come here, 
that we would be able to fully submit my heart, my mind, and my life to him so that he can work in me and he can work through my life. Full and complete. Young, old, no matter who you are. We only have one life to live and they'll soon be passed and the only thing that is going to last is what you do for Christ, period. Nothing else. Nothing else. Imagine when a person dies, he can't take nothing. He leaves a bank account. He leaves everything behind for everybody else. Either to use it or to abuse it. And God wants to do a tremendous work in the world today. And what He wants to do is He wants disciples of Jesus Christ to come. Take up your cross. Follow me. And when you deny yourself and you die to yourself, then the power of God's Holy Spirit will not only work in you, but He'll work through your lives in such a powerful way that it is incredible. I cannot explain it the way God works. The way He can work in our lives if we only are submissive to His will and to His power in the life of Jesus Christ. And I think of what God not only has done in the past, but what He's doing in the present. I don't know about the future. I only know that in the future, when we die, we're going to be in heaven, but the way things are moving today, what's going to happen in the future to our children, to our grandbabies? To teach them, they have to see the power of God in our lives so they can receive the power of God in their lives. So that as they go out to the highways and the byways, God can use them as He uses your life wherever you're going that God will open the doors. When people come to you, they come with many questions and you'll be able to give them the answer. And the answer is what? Jesus. He's the only answer. He's the only way, the only truth, and the only life. But you have to come to that place not making promises to God, but receiving His promise of eternal life. And enjoying what God has given to you and not murmuring and complaining, but coming to that place that we're thankful to the Lord and we surrender and we submit to Him. Everything. Everything that I possess is His. And then He can say, that good and faithful servant, man, look what I've prepared for you. Come in. This is what it's all about, about Christianity. Every one of the disciples said the same thing. Surrendering, yielding, and having the Lord Jesus Christ not only empower me, but using my life over and over and over into the day that I go to be with the Lord. But I thank God for you that are here tonight. I thank God for the church. And I thank God for what God has done, what He's doing in your lives tonight, and what He's going to do in the years to come. That we may be light and salt, not only to Diamond Bar, wherever you live, wherever you are, that God will use you in your own city, in your own street, in your own home, and those that are next to your homes, that they will see that Jesus Christ has had a hold of your life. I pray for that tonight. If an honest look at your heart shows you that your commitment to the Lord has taken a back seat to other things in life, we pray that you'll take time right now to start fresh with the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
If you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll be happy to send you a complete copy for a gift of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching titled, Remembering Your First Love. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' entire love series available on an MP3 flash drive. Each of the 25 messages in this study will fill you with assurance of God's unwavering, unconditional desire to walk close in relationship with you. You'll see that when you turn back to Him in genuine repentance, He'll restore you to Himself and help you live out His perfect plan for your life. So don't wait. Contact us today to order Rawls' Love Series on MP3. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your USB drive for a gift of $25 or more. That phone number again is 800-634-9165. If you prefer to order by writing us, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We hope you'll take advantage of all of our free resources as well. You can join Rawl on his YouTube channel for Straight Talk, which streams every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time with helpful guidance for glorifying God in life. For more uplifting wisdom to grow you in your faith, all of these programs are available to download as podcasts using Spotify or iTunes. You'll also want to check out our app for a convenient link to a wealth of additional Bible-based resources. Remember, your gifts are tax-deductible and equip us to share God's hope and truth through these programs. We appreciate your partnership. Join us next time as we continue this series with even more encouragement to not settle for a life of religious habit, but rather to pursue an authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.